This week on the Podland Trailcasters. Domino's leftovers are delicious straight from the toast tray. They're delicious straight from the stove. Whose audio is that with the uh, the Domino's thing? Is that you, Rocky? Okay, let's see. Intro. Uh, 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 okay, cool. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm just uh, filling a hate mail here real quick. Let me think of what was going on. I don't want. I don't want to talk about Kyrie again. What are you? Are, are you? Are you a little Chihuahua? My little Dotson? Like, I'm hoping to be in Eugene watching the Ducks huck the Fuskies. <laughs> that 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 book was only 800 pages, by the way. That looked thick. That was that was like a big book. Yeah, thick. Only 800. Like me huh? this time of year. We're making some bread, Chris, and not just sourdough uh, anymore. Puns. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Not sponsored yet, but you know, take care of your hair. And three, two, one. Hello, Rip. City to all of you in town and out of town and in every corner of the interwebs. Thank you for tuning in. Here with you from Hood River. My name is Keith Feltner Smith, and here with me, as always, the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segways, Mr. Professional Christopher Joseph Burkhart. What's up, dude? How you doing? You heard you me. Say- <laughs> uh, I, I I did hear you. I barely heard you. I've got you in there. How's your barely week been, heard sir? Me. I want to know why the hell you're out there trying to make me quieter. That's all on your end. My stuff doesn't get touched, <laughs> Keith. I tell you this every time. I'm watching my levels bump beautifully over here. So the only reason for you to not hear me just means that somewhere along the line you got upset with me, so you you turned no. my audio <laughs> down a little bit, and that's a little bit upsetting. The other the other reason I haven't touched anything in the in the Discord here. What I've been doing over here is I'm trying to I've been trying to not have the big old headphones. So I've cordless ones seem to have a delay, and that's not fun. Uh, I I feel like my audio sounds different right now, but uh, the uh, nothing has changed other than this. You gotta just quit mixing it up. Just get the same. I'm trying to figure out the right solution. Time. This this might be Except the right combo. I, I feel like I hear you more clearly. Thing, I, I don't have the thing over my thing ears right now. The only thing I changed was the color of my mic. That's the only thing that's changed. I appreciate that red. I, I do. I see it. I see that red. I'm not sure if you can see my uh, my whole mic is red. Now like my the, my Terramon is gone. Oh oh well you know that's that sounds like a personal problem. I, I I'll give you a minute if you want to go refill. I know nope, your kitchen is not nope, that far. time is money. <laughs> that's actually true now too. We uh we are officially you know uh, everything is uh hooked up and, and going. We're gonna have the basketball podcast network logo up for this episode. So, Whoa. having some some more official stuff going on. We're making some bread, Chris, and not just sourdough <laughs> anymore. Puns, Hey-o. puns. <laughs> uh, full of full of the puns, full of the puns, always full of the puns, and always full of the love and the hugs, and not not as much always the hate mail. But how about you, sir? How about your love for the week? Where are you going for your for your love, hugs, and hate mail this week? The the internationally renowned favorite segment worldwide the 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 top top five uh of 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 all podcast segments anywhere ever <laughs> woof 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 my love's going <laughs> to all the dogs out there if you know you know got the dog in them 
What? I mean, I just you just you just gave me a a, a flat got dog, and I'm like, no, nah, the the Blazers they got that dog in them. That's Josh what Hart got that dog. No, you need to. You can't. You, what are you? Are, are you are you a little Chihuahua? My little Dotson? Like they got that dog in them. No, you got you gotta you gotta you gotta give me that intonation, change that tone, get louder. You got that dog got in them. Dog him. in them. You can't just got look at me. Dog in them. They got they got dog in them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be the background. I'm not trying to take not over dog, your love. Not dog the bounty hunter, right? No, not that dog, <laughs> that pit bull. Go for the jugular, right? Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, they got that dog in them. Got a dog in them. Sending my love out to all the dogs. <laughs> Loves the dogs. Definitely definitely a dog family. Dog house over here. I'm down for it. I love it. I am I'm sending my love to the Blazers. Come to Cascade Locks this next weekend. They are, are celebrating local native culture, native business. They'll be coming to the Brigham Fish Market on Saturday between 1 and 3 p.m. They've, they're going to have fresh caught fish right out of the ri river. They're going to have chowder. going to be a really nice time. I, this is We are not connected to this event. It's just in my neck of the woods. So if you want to come up, listeners, on Saturday to the Brigham Fish Market in Cascade Locks, I'll be there. Come say hello. Come have some chowder. Have some uh, some salmon or other fish caught out of the river. I imagine salmon. I don't think they're giving us sturgeon or anything. But Chris, you know, you're not too far away. You get you gonna come have some chowder with me? Blazers play Saturday, bro. I mean, not at 1 p.m. They do when you work Blazer games. That's fair. <laughs> Listeners, again, since I mentioned it right there, if you have not yet joined the Discord, if you want to get in on live episodes like this, people, a shout out to Rocky over there. We have other podcasters, content creators, local artists here on the Discord. We have game access. Let's get some ticket access with Third Bench Ticket Group. If you don't go to games yourselves, it's a great way to go with a really fun group of fans. We have swag exchanges. We have game night chats going on. All of this by fans of the team, fans of the Blazers. So come and get involved in our Discord. Link is in the episode description. How about your hugs, Chris? Let's give a hug to the MVP of Los Angeles this last week. Russell Westbrook. Give him a big old hug. <laughs> Coming off the bench, rejuvenating his season. A highlight of this uh, debacle that has been the Lakers season hey, so far. He Lakers got finally won a game, man. The other night. Won some games. I mean, I'm beginning to think that the problem hasn't been Russell Westbrook as much as it has been putting him on a crappy team for his skill set. Uh, yeah. yeah. What? Dumb. God, the Lakers are awful. No give, way. Give him a hug. Go Russ. <laughs> I like Russ. Go Russ. Go Russ. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to give my hugs actually uh, to a different California team. I'm going for the Warriors. The Warriors get my hugs this week. The Warriors with all of their title hopes and all the uh, title... Uh, uh, I guess favoritism, bias, however you want to put it. They are off to a 3-7 record through the first 10 games. They just went 0-5 on a road trip uh, involving the Hornets, the Pistons, the Heat, the Magic, and the Pelicans. 0-5 on a road trip. Couldn't be the Blazers. All, all I'm saying, you know, I feel like we're looking at feeling a little better than that. Uh, the Warriors are also 0-6 on the road this season. Again, I just don't know what that feels like as a Blazers fan right now. It's just so, it's, it's just odd. They were noted as the first defending champions ever to start 0-6 on, on the road. So, uh, hugs to the Warriors. I know, we all know they'll be all right, you know, they, uh, this, they, they'll, they'll be just fine, but, uh, you know, good luck. I would just watch out. You're over here. You're over here pumping yourself, right? Like, oh, I'm not I saying know that. what I'm that's like to have that bad of a record. The famous poet Ice Cube once wrote, uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right. <laughs> How about your hate mail? Where's your hate going this week? Hate mail. Let me think. Let me think on that. One. Hate mail. If I'm keeping it NBA centric. Oh, yeah. This hate mail. 
Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Not sponsored yet, but you know, take care of your hair. LeBron James. And I'm giving LeBron James hate because I, I, I try to root for this guy, right? He's one of the he's one of the greatest basketball players this game's ever seen. And he would just be so much greater if he just shut up and stop putting his foot in his mouth. I don't know if you saw the press conference here talking about uh, how, how long he's been a fan of Migos, right? Oh, boy. The, the, the rap group who unfortunately lost mm. a member to uh, gun violence this past week. Rest in peace. Now, he was talking about how, oh, yeah, man, like I've, been, I've long been a fan of Migos. I remember back in... My, my first year with Miami back in 2010, I was playing Migos in the locker room. And you can ask any of my teammates, like they were sick of it. But I was like, yeah, man, these these are going to be these guys are next, man. They're going to be huge. Problem with that is Migos didn't even release a demo tape until 2011. So it was quite impossible <laughs> for LeBron James to be listening to a Migos <laughs> mixtape in 2010. It's just so LeBron. And so I saw people post some some uh, threads and stuff about all the times LeBron has been cut, caught in a lie. And like one of them was like he 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 laid claim in an interview that he called Kobe Bryant's 80 point game. Like, oh, yeah, I was sitting there watching with a bunch of friends and like I just had this feeling. So before the game, I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm pretty sure he's going to go off for like 80 tonight. And like when he hit 60, I was like, told y'all like he's going to get it. What? I just knew I just knew like. Like LeBron, like you're 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 just so good at basketball, but this whole talking thing, get a coach <laughs> or something. Like, bro, the amount of times you get caught in a lie just to go out and say something cool, and then it just foot and mouth toast it. It's like always coming to the press conference. With, look at look at the, uh, you know, when he shows up, right? Coming to press conference with like he, a book. He, when, and yeah, all you the, show up yeah. and you get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> he sits there for like five minutes, right? <laughs> On like the second he hasn't even page. Flip the page. <laughs> He's like the kid. He's like a kid in uh, class who like grabs the big fat book, you know, like like he grabs one. Of, he grabs one of these, Keith. I got this one sitting right here. He, he grabs one of these, right? And one of these like ten thousand page books. This is really a uh, eight hundred as I just flipped through. And he opens it up and he sits there and he looks like he's reading. But then the teacher comes by and realizes there's like a comic book in there instead. Like he wasn't really reading the right, book he was right, supposed right, to right. be reading. It's just like LeBron, just. Get out of your own way, bro. That 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 book was only eight hundred pages, by the way. That looked thick. That was that looked like a big book. Yeah, thick. Only like eight hundred. Me huh? this time of year. God, Halloween, two kids, birthdays, my birthday. It's a bad. Oh bad right. Of oh my weeks, god, the birthdays man, too. Dude, yeah. happy birthday, by the way, Chris. Thank you. Happy birthday, Chris Burkhart. All right, where's your hate mail, son? That one's going on the pod. My hate mail is going to the refs. Uh, this week, the the officiating in the NBA. Look, I get that we're only only ten games in. The refs uh, have to get up to speed as well. There's obviously some focus points so far this season. Things like traveling uh, being called at an uh, abnormal rate. I, I think I'm not against getting the calls right. I'm not against uh, having it go as consistently as possible. But you also get into some situations where. One game, the Blazers, uh, the, the two-minute report comes out and says that the Blazers traveled at the end of a game that would have maybe switched uh, the results. Then the, I think the very, very next matchup, we have a two-minute report that would have sent things the opposite direction. I, you know, maybe instead of even going to the refs, this hate mail should really just go to the, two minute, the last two-minute report. At this point, at this point the, 
the transparency is a nice idea, but it doesn't seem like it's that helpful for anything. There's nothing being done about this. There's, there's nothing, uh, there's no effect for when, when a report comes out the day after the game has ended saying, oops, we got these three calls wrong in the final clutch moments. The last two minute report has just become a thing that fans latch onto because it can create controversy. It's right. sole purpose. It's sole purpose, really. It's a checks and balances thing. I think it's probably helpful for a referee to be able to go through on a last minute report and see what went right, what went wrong, watch a video, because every if you actually read a last two minute report, they have videos that go with it and attempt to be better in the long run. The annoyance of a last two minute report to me is pretending as if some call affected the game. I mean, there's good calls, bad calls all game long. It's at this point, I think it's lost its its purpose because you're no longer looking at that last two minute report to really see how the late game was officiated. Everyone checks the last two minute report to see where the missed call was. So they're like, oh, this happened. The non-calls and calls tend to balance each other out. Um, I think to your point about traveling and stuff, it's, it seems like that's obviously a point of emphasis that they're trying to make. But uh, that move that Jeremy Grant keeps getting called for a travel has been a travel for years and hasn't been called. Like hasn't been called pump, that way. Yeah. That little pump fake where you slide your foot like crazy. Like it's just that's the balance. Where do you continue to officiate properly versus uh, killing the flow of the game, uh, so to speak? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. I'm just I'm not bothered by it. There is something interesting in, in where is that balance point. I want the calls to be right. I would rather have them use every video camera in the arena and get accurate uh, fouls called on, you know, like getting rid of the star treatment kind of idea. Uh, if As long as you do it consistently. And so if this is a byproduct of that, is, is having to call travels more often until players get used to it and change up their rhythm, just, you know, again, put the ball on the floor before they lift that that heel or that toe. I, it's not the worst thing. I, I'm, I'm down for that. Deep but down it's, inside you. I don't know, deep it, down inside it, you hate it. No, I'm I'm saying it's it improves the game overall. It and should if be, it's it just should be of... a last forty-eight minute report. Damn it! <laughs> no, I'm not hating, man. I I am I am excited. I am stoked on the road trip we've been having. We're only three games in here, but Chris, I think it's safe to say that Blazers again are exceeding expectations. We split the first two games uh, against Phoenix. We split that that back to back. In, in in Phoenix, I will say we is on our podcast. We're we're not on the radio. This is not Rip City Radio here. This is a this is a, a fan produced fan. <clears throat> Sorry, you you didn't you didn't go out and win those games. I <laughs> we also won a, a, a great game in in Miami. Uh, and the big thing about this, we talked last week, Chris, that I swear. The report from the Trailblazers said that Dame was going to be out against Memphis and out for the six-game road trip. Well, he came back not late on the road trip like we talked about last week, uh, you know, coming to maybe make sure that we got like a, a, a split along the six-game trip. But he came back in game three against Miami. And despite trailing by 15 in the third quarter, Penny Simons went off in the fourth. The whole team really went off in the fourth. Blazers win, what was it, 110 to 107 in the end? With, again, another clutch play from another Blazer, Josh Hart. So we now have Josh Hart, Anthony Simons, and Jeremy Grant, all non-Dame players hitting these kind of big clutch plays at the end of the game. So the the, the growth here as far as the Blazers, the difference we've seen as far as the, the offensive variety and the diversity uh what has you most excited three games in on this trip like what 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 are you getting out of this as far as uh, uh the, the fan side of you what are you seeing that has most most checked in i guess well they're a bunch of idiots <laughs> and i mean that in 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 the kindest way possible because yeah you all know my fandom 
bleeds red for the Boston Red Sox and in 2004 and they won the, the, the championship when they came back from a 3-0 best of seven deficit against the New York Yankees that team had dubbed itself the idiots they were just a bunch of idiots just going out there playing they had no reason to be that good outside of their top end but I mean you look at that lineup I mean Mark Mark Bellhorn Bill Miller Kevin Millar like a bunch of guys just like where did these guys come from like they could mm-hmm. they could have been they could have been on the back of your local waste management truck and you wouldn't have known the difference but they went out there and they won a World Series because they're just a bunch of idiots who didn't care they're just playing ball that's why I mean that in a good way and that's what's going on with this team right now I think if you if you look at it I think realistically what's happened is this team has put their expectation to zero I don't think they're expecting playoffs they're not expecting play-in they're not playing with the expectations of being a lottery team they have just taken expectation and wiped it from the plate and so without any expectation you just go out there and do what comes natural right you you play loose you play free you play fun you brought up the warriors earlier what's the expectation for the warriors you know the expectation for the Warriors. Get back into right, the playoffs. Yeah, make another bar. run. Defend that championship. And I think, you know, when you've had to defend four of them now and you're getting older and this and that, it starts to weigh on you and they're struggling out the gate. I agree with you. I think they'll be fine, but they're struggling out the gate. The expectation on the Lakers. Like, yeah, here in Rip City, you, you've talked down on them forever because you don't like them. But at the same time, I mean, I think nationally, everyone has wanted them to be good. And what needs to, it's always what needs to happen for them to, to do this, right? What needs to, it's, it's not, there is no acceptance sometimes of them just being awful. It's what needs to happen for them to be better. What needs to happen for them to turn the, turn the, the corner and what? Oh, be a contender and be this because that's their expectation that they've set. Right. And they, they can't, the when you aren't hitting that expectation, you aren't hitting that bar, you get what's happening in LA right now where it just is kind of turned into a dumpster fire. So my early takeaways, Keith, is that this team has wiped all expectation. And I think rather than playing for any result, is just kind of playing for each other. And you're seeing that, you know, show itself. You, you, you just mentioned it. Jeremy Grant game winners, Ant game winners, Josh Hart hitting a game winner. Like everyone's coming, everyone's playing. I was watching this Miami game as that comeback was happening, going, okay, this is a game where if they <clears throat> don't make that comeback, <laughs> you're, you're you're still pleased with what happened because it's very similar to what happened against uh, Memphis, right? You, you had every reason to just say whatever, whatever, roll over, die, call it a day. But you didn't. Now, you didn't win the game, but you didn't roll over. You went out, you went out swinging. Like you, you may have got knocked out, but you were still throwing punches as you were falling to the canvas. And I like that. I, I I think that's a good thing. That's a you joke, but like that's that dog. That's that fight. There's gonna be games, Keith, where they lose by 20 plus, and it's just going to happen. But oh, yeah. thus far, you've had these two games, Memphis and Miami, where you got down big and you didn't stop fighting. And even the the initial loss to Miami at home. Yeah, you lost, and Miami dominated most of that game, but you still didn't feel like the team rolled over. And to be doing that with young guys like Keon and Shaden and getting uh, Trenton Watford in there the last two nights, good runs out of Drew Eubanks, like, I think that's a huge, huge thing to build off of, and if anything, shows the type of team that Chauncey Billups wants this team to be. The Blazers, they, they continue to win in different ways. We've seen huge nights from... Justice Winslow, I don't think I was prepared before the season started to be talking about Justice Winslow this early as a, as a, as a like a major factor in, you know, in, this goes in, this in, goes in what I was saying losing. about the the idiots though. Like Justice yeah, Winslow. That's true. Ju- Justice Winslow 
is now what? This is his fourth team. He hasn't really latched on. He's struggled to make a name for himself. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's here in this situation where he's really found that that position and, and and that spot in the rotation that works best for him. And he's been a pivotal part of this team's success. But it's because he's he's playing with no expectation and just going out there and just do like Justice Winslow has no right to be playing as well as he is this year. But he is. And it doesn't feel like a one-off. Like last year, it, it felt like a one-off a little bit, especially when he first got here and then he was up and down. But like so far through through 10 games, like he's been consistent. He's been really, really good. And I think that's a top, top-down top type thing, man. Because I've said this before to you. I've said it on Rip City Drive game day in the fifth quarter there on Rip City Radio that I think this team, Keith, what, what bodes well for this team is the fact that every single player really, Damian Lillard, he had to prove himself from day one. Drew Eubanks had to prove himself. Gary Payton is the type of player that has had to prove himself multiple times. He's been cut by the Blazers before, right? He had to earn his spot. <laughs> Justice Winslow, as we just talked about. Josh Hart has been Josh Hart has been very consistent as a basketball player, but he's been throw-ins to multiple trades now. Like, right. okay, you're not good enough to be for us. We're just going to throw you in the trade. Yusuf Nurkic doubted in Denver. We're going to throw you into this trade. We're going to send you to Portland right and then so you just go down that list and those very 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 much so correlate with chauncey billups a guy who had a kind of a struggle to get get his true footing in the nba bounced around from a few teams was doubted at many different times hell the guy was was doubted when he was hired for this job and had to go prove himself as he's doing right now that he's a good coach and so the, the, the player DNA matches up very, very closely to their coach's DNA. And I think that's why they're clicking so well so early. I think there's some similarities there that make these guys easy for him to coach. I do want to say, uh, even Dame had a quote the other night uh, saying, I, I think it was, I don't want to jinx this or nothing, but it feels special. So, you know, there, there's definitely a vibe going on with the team, oh, with, with the players and the chemistry and all that. It's toasted. Uh, don't open your mouth. <laughs> What's up, Rocky? Hey, yeah, feel free to chime in here, man. Yeah, I was just... <clears throat> Chris really hit it on the head earlier when he was talking about this team has that that dog, that fight in them that I, I don't think uh, Dame has had around him at, at least since Aldridge, Matthews, and, um, and Batum, you know? So we're talking, what, eight years since he's had this kind of a group of guys that just want to go out there and play together, play for each other. They're, they're not like, like Chris said, there's no expectations. They don't, they're not, you know, Oh, we're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to go to the Western conference championship or bust. You know, they're just, no, we're just out there to play. We're out there to have fun and we're out there to play for each other. And that's something that I don't think Dame has had around him in a long time. Beyond, beyond the players, though, I, I do want to get to what you were saying, Chris, uh, uh, as far as the, the chemistry with, with, with Billups and what he's doing here. We've had a lot of talks on here in previous weeks with you, Rocky, with other ones. And, you know, actually, quick shout. Uh, as you know, as we've been doing, we've had an open door for anyone who wants to hop in on the, uh, uh, on the Discord recordings here. And, Rocky, uh, thank you for showing up again, man. Appreciate you coming out. I, I, you know, just need to, to kind of give a... Not sure if I actually welcomed you earlier if we just kind of rolled in and, and started talking. But thanks for hanging, dude. Yeah, so so let, let's talk about the connection with Billups, though. Uh, and at least as far as what we've seen from him so far. It is only 10 games in, and we said in the beginning of the season we wanted to give a larger sample size to really figure out if he was a good coach or not. 
how do we feel, Chris, at this point, uh, evaluating him as a coach? I know it's not... It, it, it's and I know I know it's not 20 games in. It's not the all-star break like we talked about, but with a 10-game sample size, when you and I were discussing preseason, what these first 10 games were going to look like, we were saying optimistically four and six, five and five would be good. We're sitting here now at seven and three. Are are, are we willing to are we willing to say uh, that at least a certain portion of this has to be credited towards Chauncey and and saying that maybe he has got some uh, some coaching ability. Well, now, well you are so... you you are factually correct in that they are sitting at seven and three, um, <laughs> and yes, you still need more time to truly evaluate what you have. But I think if you, I saw someone tweet today that uh, like this has nothing to do with Chauncey. I, I think that's asinine. Like, are you it's watching crazy. these games? Are you watching the same games that we're watching? This, this team is not playing the same brand of basketball from top to bottom. Do you think Terry Stotts would ever have Justice Winslow run the ball up the court and play point guard? Well, if Terry Stotts had Josh Hart, he's not making Josh Hart rebound the ball and push tempo. Like, do you <laughs> yeah. do you think do you think he's playing his true backup big and Drew Eubanks because he understands that he's a good defender? No, not all the time. Like you're seeing the situations that Chauncey's doing that that are are just so opposite of what you're used to because they're not what Terry Stotts would do, and that's not to say Terry Stotts was bad. The the record speaks for itself. He was a damn good right. ball coach. He's a damn good coach. But you watch what Chauncey's doing, and it's just it's it's just night and day, and it feels different. So yes, I absolutely think he has a huge part in this. I think the defensive philosophies are sitting there. I think the offense is looking decent. Um, if anything, I almost think they've been they've looked better and more consistent on the defensive end a little bit. Offensively, they look good when it's churning. The bad part about the offense is the minute it, they don't get in like their sets fast like they want to and they have to get relegated to a true half court set it slows down it bogs mm. down bad just look at how many 24 second shot clock violations they've had in recent games yeah, they, uh, yeah. and if you don't and and uh, i think it was uh god it might have been mike richmond who said that like that like chauncey's running some stuff to try to get the ball out of dame's hands but then they waste a ton of time because they waste so much time trying to run Dame around picks to get the ball back into his hands. Like it's part of the play. <laughs> so it's like what well, the ball, the ball just bogs down. But again, that's not, it's a different style that you're seeing offensively than you were Terry Stott. So everywhere top to bottom, the product on the court is completely different. And so I don't understand how you can look at the seven and three record and say, that's all coaching or it's not coaching. Coaching has part of that. Because if this it's team were three and seven, if this team were three and seven, everyone would right. be saying it's his awful coaching job. Right, exactly. It's not. It's we're, not. We're Dame's having, yeah. been playing bad, and Ant's been. It's right. oh, the coaching situation's atrocious. But it's an entirely good, different conversation. Yeah, you it, see it, people still question if he's having an impact, and that's that's just crazy to me. I think the impact you you can see the impact in watching these games. It does help. Roster wise, have already stated. Not only do they mesh with him, I think they mesh with each other very well. This team is. Uh, it was something we noted on media day that. This team had yeah. only been together for 24 hours and the chemistry, you could tell that they, they all got along. They were having a good time. It's not something you always see. The but team yes, was talking uh, about that with the preseason, saying how they mm-hmm. only players have been here for months already, yeah. that they're all been putting time into Long story short, I think I think Chauncey's had a, a, a very, very large hand in this early season success. You have to credit him for putting all the proper ingredients in the boiling pot, and then you have to credit those players for making sure it cooked right. 
Yeah, yeah. It's certainly, I'm not saying it's not the players as well, but uh, look, through, through the first 10 games, we are top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating, right? That's not just this group of players. That's like you said, that's a system. If Chauncey had called a timeout, it would have let Miami set their defense because they that's couldn't a huge set their defense. It's a huge right. coaching play. It's a huge decision. Uh, it, it allowed Dame to push the tempo up. It allowed to, him to kick to Josh Hart in the corner there. It allowed Josh Hart to even be open as he as he was without Miami having set everything up already. It, it's it's not something we would have seen. I, I think we can say that pretty uh, uh, confidently. It's not something we would have seen from Stotts, right? Uh, I, I think you probably would have called a timeout. And I think to that to that notion, I think Dame anticipated it because if you go back and watch the play when uh, Miami hits that three. The ball's on the court. Justice Winslow heads to the baseline, kind of get ready to inbound. Then he and Dame both stop and look over at Chauncey with the, are we running it or are we calling a timeout? And then they both kind of like look away and look at each other, roll the ball to, to, to Winslow, and he checks it in. Like I think Dame was anticipating timeout just because it's what he's kind of been used just from to habit. over, over yeah. the years. Had a decade a great, of it's, it. It's, 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 a great, it's a great play because Miami is too good uh, defensively to give them a chance to write up a play um, and, and prepare for it. And so you go, you got, that's, that's how this team has found their success all early season is catching defenses flat footed. That's what happened there. I, they, they weren't prepared for it. All they saw was the ball coming down the court. So in that right. situation, you see a guy like Damian Lillard with the ball in his hand. You had five all guys focusing, claps on Dame. Yeah. <laughs> kind, kind of making sure their hand is within the reach of their defender, but, but, but right. focusing on Dame and Dame, uh, doing what Dame does, understanding the situation, catches a wide open Josh Hart in the corner for you know the 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 highest percentage three you can take. So it's well, and, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a great great possession, great play. Josh Hart of all players too, second best corner three point shooter last season. Like we said earlier, that is now Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant twice I think, and Anthony Simons, all non Dame players that have had. Uh, a, a clutch game winner or a go-ahead buck at the end. I don't think there's many seasons in the last decade, like you mentioned, Chris, that we could say that there are that many non-Dame players that, especially, again, 10 games in, uh, that we could say I wouldn't say be about. surprised if the way this thing continues to go, I mean, I'm not going to be shocked if somewhere down the line you see a Keon or a Shaden hit something clutch down the stretch that puts the team up or helps them out. Like, this... They're trying to get Nurk? everyone involved. Let's get, let's get a big huge. man getting the... Let's get, let's get a big man getting a big finish in here. Yeah, I, I could see... Uh, Yusuf getting no. something. No. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the next 10 games. Chris, you and I, again, I think I mentioned it earlier. For the first 10, we're, we're predicting 10-game brackets here uh, throughout the season. For the first 10, we were talking 4-6 and six or 5-5 five and five being like an optimistic setting, and obviously the team blew that out of the water. This six-game road trip that we're on now, we had hoped to take this 3-3, three and three, but we split in Phoenix. We got wins in Miami, Charlotte, and New Orleans now. Blazers are six and one on the road, three and two at home, and seven and two against the West. Chris, is it too much to hope that maybe we can get one more win on the road here in Dallas? Mm, it's possible. It's possible. Dallas is going to be a tough matchup. I I'm going to enjoy it. Why? Why it's why it's going on? But I'm not going to completely sip the Kool Aid yet. Ten games is ten games is enough to start seeing trends, but it's it's still a pretty small sample size. Um, so it, we'll see what yeah. happens there. I mean, I it's think not... they're, I think they're going to start losing a few, um, but that's why these games become so pivotal because you're going to have stretches throughout this season where things aren't clicking and you're taking some L's. And the fact that you grabbed a bunch of wins already thus far that you know most people didn't expect you to get, going to be huge. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, I, it's, Dallas, like I've said before, I don't have a lot of faith in outside of Luca. So, I, you know, I I feel I feel pretty comfortable. I feel pretty good. Overall, though, the, the, the next 10 game stretch that I want to talk about here real quick. We've got finished up this road trip with uh, the Hornets, the Pelicans, and the Mavs. We come home to face the Spurs, the Nets, and the Jazz. And we go to another road trip where we face off with the Bucks, the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Nets again. How are you feeling about that 10-game block? Uh, again, you know, considering that we said four and six or five and five would be optimistic in the first 10. And I gotta be honest, I don't feel like this 10 is nearly as threatening as the first 10. But I don't know, where where, where do you land? I'll still stick. I'll stick around five and five, five hundred, easy breezy bet bet That's in the safe. middle. Don't That's take safe. don't take any risk. I don't think it's funny your your uh your uh, overall lack of 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 trust and faith in Dallas Dallas to be good, considering the fact that they're only a, a half game worse than the Blazers right now. So I'm not I'm not uh, saying they're not going to be good. I I think I I just I don't know. I Luca is amazing. Luca is fantastic. I just don't I don't have as much faith in the rest yes. of them, and I I've not seen a no. You you tell me what am I missing about Dallas? You think they're that much? Are they a lock? You're locking that in. As a I didn't loss? say I'm locking in as a loss, but it's okay. Like, oh Dallas, I'm not worried about. How to, I didn't say not worried. I just I didn't say not You've worried. You said that said... more than once in over various weeks, bro. I'll go I'll go back and check the archives. It, it, it's a team that has Luca freaking Doncic on it. Like Luca is amazing. Luca is amazing. I yeah, I I am like, I am less enthused by the rest of the roster than I am by the Blazers roster. I, I Yeah, do you I'm think not, I'm not saying that the looking, Lakers or anything. Yeah, do you think Dallas is looking at, at Dallas is looking at the Blazer roster and saying the exact same thing? Okay. Yeah, they're they're wrong. Oh, That's okay. They have Damian Lillard, but I'm not enthused by the rest of their roster. Jeremy Grant is so much like wait, who's who's the second option in Dallas that's comparing to Grant or to, or to Simons? They traded away their penny. They traded him to New York and like they you know they're not getting That's not there dude. Dude, that. who give who who cares? There there's their second and third options maybe aren't on the same par as an ant no. and a, and a Jeremy, but their number one options better than poor they're they're much more similar than you want to think they are. I acknowledge the the point you're making. I just uh, also know that they are wrong and and uh, and and I am and I am right. What do you think of the homestand? How about how the how about the Spurs? Well, you, you feel good about locking that? That's what I think. <laughs> I'm not locking Spurs. in. I'm not locking in anything. Uh, uh, this this season is just. Okay, it's too again. nuts at this point. I think you look at, at San Antonio. I mean, it's they're gonna probably be favored. So let's just put it that way. San Antonio started out hot. Uh, they're they're losing a little bit of steam. Zach Collins gonna be out for the foreseeable future, which is unfortunate considering the fact that he, he was having a pretty good season by his standards. Tane, um, you think Spurs are favored but, over Blazers when we get to that matchup? No, the Blazers are favored. Blazers are okay. So you said they, like you know, I, I, I you didn't say we, so I couldn't really tell. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> You're so funny. In the homestand, we got Spurs, Nets, Jazz. Two and one, one and two. Where are you going? Yeah, uh, probably two and one. You think Jazz? Jazz has their number on that one. If anyone nah, do. Now nah, you probably you probably lose the weird one to Brooklyn and beat Utah oh, and San Antonio. That's so cringy. No. That's so cringy. I don't want it to happen. Come on, fight, fight for justice <laughs> and, and, and knowledge. Uh, okay, okay. So then we go back on the road. Bucks, Cavs, Knicks, Nets again. Who do you give it to if if we're splitting? You think uh, lose to Bucks, Cavs, beat Knicks, Knicks, and Nets, Knicks and Nets and Nets and Knicks? 
Yeah, I mean, if that's how you're looking at it, yeah. So that puts us, uh, again, like, you know, it's, it's a five and five split across these next 10, which is not bad. It's not, you know, it's kind of the goal is to be able to kind of split as you go down. Five and five would put us at 12 and eight on the season. Uh, how does that compare to where you were feeling in the preseason? Like, do, do you do you feel like that 20 game sample, again, it still is a small sample, but it's kind of where we started talking about wanting to take measure, right? Like, does that exceed expectations? Yeah, I definitely think it's a, it, it would be exceeding expectations for sure because I felt like this was probably going to be a 500 team at this point if things were going good. If things are going good. They're going great thus far. So It's a good start, and at the very least, it gives buffer for us to go 500 on the next 10 like we're talking. God, man. But again, I, it just it, it keeps coming back to me where we were saying 4 and 6 or 5 and 5 would be optimistic, and they blew that out of the water on the first 10, and that 10 was far more intimidating on paper at least than looking at, the, at this 10. Am I wrong about that? Like the, the, the first 10 with the, the six game yeah. roadie, the games against Miami, the three against the Suns? Because I said it, it's exciting. It's exciting, but the sample size is so small. Like if you expected them to go five and five and then your argument is they blew that out of the water, like they won two more games than we thought they would. Like, well, but, but a, it's like you said, it, if, it, if they'd it, gone three and seven, that's like three and seven is such a different extreme than seven and three. I said it's, it's it changes. I said I said it changes the narrative. Didn't say that I buy into said narrative, whichever way it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. It is still only twenty games. Like we we still yeah, have more. more they're playing go. better. They're they're playing better than advertised, which is good. I, I still think that that as fun as this run has been, that it's going to buoy itself out eventually, and they're gonna start taking some L's. Maybe some L's when they shouldn't. If it's if I'm wrong. Sweet. When Elon ruins Twitter, all of you should come and join our Discord. Uh, we have a we have a great time on here. Like I said earlier, we've got lots of podcasters getting on live episodes, get into games and ticket access with a third bench. Uh, artists, local content creators, lots of fun. Fans all around. Please come and join the Discord. Link in the episode description. Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? How are you, man? Thanks Good, for coming by. You? Hey, I just, yeah, Good. I just stopped in to listen for a little bit, but I got a question since you guys are talking about our record right now and how things are going their record <laughs> my question is gary payton's coming back soon right do you yeah, think that hopefully messes, do you think that messes with the chemistry with the with the way we're playing right now do you think that could have any effect on that on the chemistry i i don't think the chemistry is going to be the issue I, I i feel like with what we've seen so far again like we talked about this earlier uh before you got in here I think we've really seen a lot of kind of the results of what the team talked about uh, the in the off season here with how players have been here for months and people have been kind of already hanging out and getting those kind of bonds going already. Having the training camp uh, down in, in California, uh, getting out of town where Chauncey said the whole point was to kind of bond the guys together more. I feel like the chemistry is pretty set in. Even with Gary, uh, with Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton the second, you you see him doing all the content, all the all the Blazers videos and kind of the side interviews talking about the team. He doesn't seem like he's just kind of, you know, given cliche answers. He's not kind of giving you the little kind of generic uh, uh, response. But it, it, I feel like he's a blazer, man. It is weird because we haven't even seen him on the court or like, let alone in the in the jersey, uh, you know, taking the ball. But I feel like he I feel like he has has kind of settled in pretty well as as a blazer and just kind of you know with the team and just his relationship with the guys so i'm not worried about the chemistry as much as kind of what we talked about last week with where do his minutes come from you can't take him from shaden at this point uh if you take him from from winslow what do you lose that we needed in a game like last night 
the other side, of course, is Peyton is bringing, uh, I'm sure as Chris will uh, bring up here, Gary Payton's going to be bringing the best defense uh, of anyone we have on the team and on the perimeter, which is still, with everything the team is doing right, still has been kind of a critical flaw. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Mr. No, I don't, think he's, I don't think it's going to impact much because I think the person he's going to take minutes from has been struggling to find his niche anyway. I think, I think the odd man out right now is Nasir Little myself. Um, and I think he's going to take yeah, some possibly some minutes from from Keon Johnson. Uh, yes, Keon looked good, but pay attention again. That I mean, didn't didn't get a big run. Um, I guess I, I guess I think he didn't play actually against Miami. Um, Trenton Wofford got in a little more coaching lineups and and bat position battles and stuff there. So it's like a game by game basis type thing. But hey, you got to get him on the on the floor. You can't let your big off season acquisition be sitting on the bench and battling for minutes. It's not. It just you can't. Um, secondly, again, he's your best. He's your best defender. Uh, I don't think that's questioned. Um, and I think the communication he's going to bring is going to make the defense better regardless of who he's guarding when he's on the court. Um, but again, I think you're going to see everyone automatically goes like him handling the ball and playing point guard minutes. Like I just, I see him playing a little bit more of a three for this team because that's, he's good enough to naturally guard that position. He's good enough to be on the court with Dame and, and at the same time when they need him to, he's good enough to basically go in, maybe play, a shooting guard or a little bit of point guard on offense but definitely play small forward on defense and when you start looking at how players are, are acclimating into the rotation and who's struggled and this and that and who would he take minutes from like i like winslow no winslow i think is pretty firm in there if anything i think he's going to take minutes from a drew eubanks type and nasir little so if i need to get 15 minutes a night or 20 minutes a night Okay, well, you give me you give me three or five minutes off of what Drew Eubanks has been getting. You give me the seven, eight minutes that Nasir Little got the other night. You give me the handful of minutes that you've been giving Keon Johnson. So say he was getting 10. Well, you take two off him and boom, you just got your 15 to 20 minutes a night for Gary Payton Jr. I don't know if the math checks out. I blacked out. But the point <laughs> is like that. that's how minutes work. It's not a position to position thing, right? So, right. if you, well, so, especially so, with the versatility we have here, like, with, and, with, and, with and you've my, seen this already. Guys. You've seen this already. If 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 Gary Payton can play the three, and he's good enough to guard fours if you really need him to, then why do you need Drew Eubanks and Justice Winslow on the floor all the time in your second unit when you can get Justice Winslow to be your backup five and and, and Gary to be your three or your four? Like, there's there's things you can do. So yeah, I think he's taking minutes from Nasir Little and Drew Eubanks and Keon Johnson in that order. In that I'm, order, even. I'm with you. I, I I agree with you guys. Uh, unfortunately, as time's gone on, I've spent some time on Facebook, and I think that might be the worst place for basketball takes is Facebook. So <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this that Gary Payton's going to come in and ruin things, and it blows my mind that that's how they think. So I was curious if I was crazy for thinking that, or you are crazy, that, but not thinking, not that. in this sense. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I can take that. I think one of his biggest assets is communication and knowledge yes. of defense, not just his on-ball defense. Like, you look at the, the trail documentary they put on YouTube where you see the videos of them at practice. He's constantly in people's ears. That's something that you can do when you're on the bench, too, or when you're with the teams in practices and on planes and what have you. So it's like that part of the chemistry that people you worry about, like, I think is going to be fine. It's just a matter of finding where he fits in. Maybe they take a bump or two, but in the long run, it should work out just fine. That's it. 
I got, I'm done. <laughs> Alex, let me ask you a question, actually, man. Uh, and you know, thanks for stopping by and hanging out for a second and chime in. Uh, you and I believe Tim from Busted hey! just joined Terra over on Blazers. What? Hey! Uh, and you guys put together like a, a season playlist. Is that right? Is that what, yes, what I was hearing? Yes, sir. Uh, so again, just, just to kind of highlight this we, we were talking about the discord earlier and kind of the connections. We are all on discord together. You, myself, Tim, Tara, Chris here. Uh, we have lots of fun, number of different podcasts connected and these podcasts are starting to network and get things together. And so, yeah, tell me about the fun you guys had. What'd you do? It was actually a blast. I had a lot of fun and it was actually the first time I've talked with Tim in person or, you know, over the internet but sure directly yeah yeah yeah. right there we go um and and actually tara too and then uh (laughs) it was a lot of fun i've i've not been a part of a podcast like that or a conversation like that so it's been a lot of fun awesome man that's good that's good like it's it it sounded like it was fun i haven't uh listened to the episode three yet but i was talking to tara about it and again i'm just i'm glad to glad to have this happening where we're all kind of networking together getting everyone kind of connected uh and sharing sharing the skills and and the 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 platform so again listeners one more time i want to pump this if you want to get involved in live episodes like what we're doing right here having people kind of come in and chime in as they see fit or just hanging out like we got other people in the background doing as well Get involved with that. Get involved with other podcasts. Get involved with other local artists creating stickers, creating other content uh, around the team, around the Blazers, and lots of other things. We've got chats for movies, uh, music, uh, you know, different random shows that have been going on, Timbers and Thorns, the WNBA, non-basketball, all of that and more. Please come and get involved on the Discord, which, you know, again, let me give a little hat tip here for Alex. You were the one that kind of inspired us getting on the Discord. Chris really set it up, but you you had this going as well and have kind of served to served to be kind of like a guiding model for me as we got all this going. So here we are on episode 200 of the Trailcasters, by the way. I'm stoked, man. This is a, it's been a fun project and people like Tara, like hey! Sage, hey! like you, Alex, hey! like you, Chris, hey! it, it's, it's been a lot of you all putting this, uh, help me put this together and helping shape it as we've gotten here. So, so thank you all. And thank you for hanging out. Hey, Word. you know what? 200 episodes is that's, that's special, man. That is a long time to be doing it. A lot of effort and, uh, good on you, man. Yeah. Well, cheers, man. Thank you. Next month we have is fun. the third episode of blazers course side so. there we go yay big number only 100 th- only 197 to go hey we keep, all we all have the threes man all of those three pointers <laughs> what's yeah. up alex can I, can I add something to your discord plug here please um, do uh it's something that i think i don't think happens enough but it's so helpful at least for us and i'm sure it's probably helpful for you when you when people are in our in our discords and they're talking with everybody giving us takes and topics and questions it's so helpful because we can sit here and talk about the same things over and over again. And it, we just, it helps when other people come in and give us other things to talk about or different viewpoints. It, it's so helpful. So that's one of the biggest things for me, discord wise is why we use it is just how easy it is to get people's opinions and topics and, and have them just feel it, it's, it feels like a safe place, honestly, to come in and just say some crazy topic that you have, where if you exactly. were to put that on Reddit or Twitter or somewhere, you're getting attacked. So right, Discord yeah. is the place to be. It is, man, and and again, like it's it's been been really fun shaping this whole thing over the last season. Uh, it's it's much less toxic than any, any of the other social platforms that we deal with. Come and join us on here. It's just a lot of fun for fans getting involved in all the different shows and everything else that we already talked about. As we're saying this, we've got friends up in the ticks and merch uh, channel 
getting uh, getting hooked up for games saying hey i need two tickets to this game anyone have anything available and people are communicating back and forth and saying hey i think so and so did and it's it's a great community come in here and 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 come be cool with all of us so as alex helped us highlight there at the end the Trailcasters podcast is really only one part of this community we've been getting established. If you want to take part in the rest, including live podcast episodes, get involved with other podcasts as well, other content creators and local artists, getting access to games with a third bench ticket group, swag exchanges, game night chats, all of this by fans of the team. What you got to do is come and join the Discord. The link is in the episode description. That's all for this week. We're going to cut it off there. So in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you to all the Discordians who hung out, who contributed, who threw in some thoughts. Thank you to Chris Burkhart. Thank you to Odar for these fat beats. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. We made it to 200! Woo! Thank you again. Come and join the Discord, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters.